0: Today, we're speaking with Shirley Wantland. Shirley, it's great to have you on the program.
1: Hi, Van. Thank you. So good to be here.
0: Yeah, it's great to talk with you. And we're going to be talking about some really important stuff today. Shirley is the co-founder and principal at Recovery Consultants. This is a group that restores hope to individuals and families struggling with mental health and addiction. Shirley works very directly with really a lot of mental health concerns. And we'll talk about some of the exciting things that she's working on in breaking new ground in the area of using psychedelics in that process. And so very, very interesting and innovative stuff. But before we get there, Shirley, tell us a little bit about yourself and your career.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I started uh my career actually kind of paradoxically in the pharmaceutical world. I did that for a good 8-10 years and then came out to California and got introduced into the world of behavioral health and I was the right kind of crazy to like it and I've <laughs> stayed here and um you know really it's helping people in crisis. There's, there's a part of my personality that gets a lot of gratification out of that. I worked for this company really cut my teeth in the industry of addiction and mental health in particular, Mm -hmm. and um, started recovery consultants eight years ago with the idea that there are, there should be more resources out there for people. And what we were hearing kind of from therapists and psychiatrists were They would send their clients or patients off to treatment or rehab, and then they would just lose them. I mean, they wouldn't know what happened with them. Where are they? And there's so many of these kind of day-to-day, like connecting the dot things that don't connect, and then we lose the person, right? So that idea kind of stuck with me. And so Recovery Consultants was born with really that intention of helping people integrate what they've learned through therapy and treatment into real life, because I, I feel like that was what I was hearing was a missing piece for a lot of clinicians. Right. Um, and we've continued to just evolve over the last, you know, eight years. And like you said, breaking new ground, super excited about it and, and excited to share. Yeah, that.
0: so surely it's an incredibly valuable system and solution that you guys are are offering across the board. And certainly as we'll talk about very much, I think an area that is perhaps garnering a lot more focus right now because a lot of people have struggled with mental health and addiction issues over the last several years. But tell me a little bit more about recovery consultants and some of these new areas that you guys are working in.
1: Yeah, I think- you know, with recovery consultants in the last eight years and really working in depthly with people that are really struggling, struggling and families that are really struggling. And, you know, there are a lot of people that come to us where we're, we're not the first knock, you know, mm-hmm. they've been to quite a few treatment programs, quite a few different providers, and they just haven't found much progress or they're, mm-hmm. they're just kind of stuck back in their ways. And, so we guide them, you know, what what we do well is finding the available resources and then helping the individuals and families navigate those resources. Okay. Um, so I think that there's, I believe that there's an art to this work. Uh, it's not an exact science. And mm-hmm. in working with people so closely for the eight years, there was something that was missing. I, I've, and those of us who work in this field will know what I'm talking about. You feel like you're just beating your head against the wall. You're like, what there's something that's just, you know, it's the same, the same, the same, what else is there? And it Mm -hmm. wasn't until, you know, my own personal healing journey with psychedelic medicine and then kind of, Whoa, that just unlocked something that, you know, 10 years of therapy hasn't been able to break. And so I thought about that. I'm like, what is that? And why, why do we not have more of that within this space? And you know, now a lot more research is coming out. There's, you know, you see stories and headlines now about various psychedelic studies and mental health. So I do feel like it's the next wave mm-hmm. of of mental health kind of evolution and treatment. And um, you know, excited to to explore more in that front. I wholeheartedly believe there's a they, there's a spiritual kind of shamanic like shamanic medicine piece mm-hmm. that's missing from our traditional mental health and addiction treatment it's a lot of you know aa meetings and you know just um that seems to be kind of the primary aa right. meetings and therapy and that works for some which is great but it doesn't work for a lot of people so what do we do with them
0: yeah no i really like that and i like the fact that you're pushing into new areas that perhaps needed a lot more study, a lot more development and really kind of professionalism added to them and pushing it into new areas because I think we all know those people that have pursued very, very traditional forms of ways of dealing with addiction or mental health issues. And certainly it helps, but there are those that still don't seem like they're fully getting what they need. And so finding new ways to develop there is really, really smart. I'm excited to see that develop. But let me change the gears a bit here and right. ask about the last couple of years, because we've been living through this really quite complicated moment with the pandemic. And man, if you were busy before uh, the last couple of years, surely <laughs> I bet you were pretty busy over the last two. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So tell me about the last couple of years in the journey that you've been on.
1: Yeah. You know, in, in recovery consultants journey, I mean, we have never been busier than we have been in the last two years. I don't think that's a coincidence. I think that with, you know, the, the COVID pandemic that's kind of swept through, um, just like you said, kind of the same thing. If you weren't struggling before you were really struggling that this uh, pandemic has kind of brought up a lot in people that they've been able to either distract themselves or find other ways around it Mm -hmm. and when you remove all of that and you're just left with yourself Mm. and time oh that's where that's where you know you can get in trouble and so i think that you know the trend that we're seeing is a lot of people emerging from isolation a lot more acute a lot more sick than they Mm. would have been otherwise Um, you know, sometimes I think we take for granted our day-to-day routine. And although it can be a grind, it can, it's also a form of, you know, accountability. Mm -hmm. I think it's a form of showing up. It's, you know, just forcing us something to do something outside of ourselves. And with that piece missing the past couple of years, um, people are left to their own devices. And unfortunately, a lot of human devices are not great devices
0: yeah so i mean how how were you able to help people uh when you couldn't see them and was it did you do a lot more stuff virtually or how did how did that work? yes
1: yes i think around the industry in general they're kind of before COVID, there was there was this nothing you know you have to do everything in person or it doesn't count and i was really you know grateful for the movement that uh telehealth and telemedicine has taken during COVID because that's opened up the doors for a lot more people to seek help. And I don't mean just the people that were seeking help before, but it also opened up to rural areas where maybe you don't have great, Mm -hmm. you know, treatment resources or options. Um, -hmm. so that really opened the door a lot. So we did a lot of that. It was a lot of, uh, over, you know, telehealth kind of help and we're still seeing, Uh, taking all the precautions, but seeing people in person when it was needed and warranted.
0: Yeah, it's been an interesting moment. And uh, thank God that solutions like yours are out there to actually help folks right now. So, I mean, now we find ourselves in 2022 and it's exciting to hear that people are opening their minds to areas like psychedelics to play a role in their recovery process. But I mean, what else do you see for 2022? And what are the other elements that are on the recovery horizon?
1: I think... um you know, psychedelics will take a, a bigger center stage in the next couple of years as the legalities and policies start changing around psychedelics. I know in Oregon, it's slated to be that psilocybin will be legal probably in 2023 to 2024, wow. which is pretty groundbreaking. So I think that will the open the door for a lot. So there's a lot still to be seen there. Um, I think, you know, within the framework of recovery consultants, I, what we've shifted to is, yes, there are still traditional modalities that can be helpful for people that are struggling, but we're shifting more into a deep kind of transformational work. Uh, and that has felt a lot more aligned with the mission of helping people. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit to the conversation we had in the beginning, There's a, I think there's a difference between being sober and being in recovery or healing. I think those are two different things. You can white knuckle anything, right? For a certain amount of days and do this. But at the end of the day, how are you showing up in your life and your relationships for you? And I call it, um, I get a little emotional when I talk about it but I call it the long journey home, right? I think that we are so disconnected from ourselves with, you know, all the distractions that are available to us these days. And, um, you know, I think there are many transformative modalities, um you know, plant medicines and psychedelics being one of them as a catalyst, but not the only, but I think that's where kind of the real healing takes place is when we come from a place of connecting to ourselves again and, mm-hmm. and really being okay with who yeah. we
0: are. Yeah. Well, let me ask you a question because I'm curious about this. I feel like the beauty of generations like really millennials, but Generation Y is that they're so much more open than older generations in, I guess, not white knuckling it, right? I'm a Gen Xer. Whenever I talk to any of my younger colleagues, I'm always impressed at how able they are to discuss their emotions and their their needs and their feelings in ways that I think we were discouraged to do so, Yes, right? And we see this kind of world that's developed where we have life coaches. And I know that we have several capabilities in our enterprise that offer those types of services to folks. And I see it across the whole business landscape. I kind of feel like we're getting to a world where people are doing better at offering support right? But yes. we still seem to have a lot of these challenges. And I guess it's probably where it led you to that question of like, what was missing? Probably. Yes. Yeah? yeah.
1: What was missing for sure. Um, and, you know, to your point, man. I mean, I grew up in Oklahoma and Texas. Yeah. No one goes to therapy. Like no one talks <laughs> about their emotions. You just put right. on your cowboy boots and you just deal with it. Yeah. You know, like a real person with grit, and, um, you know, so it, to be in this world has been a departure from how I grew up and, and the cultural and kind of viewpoints that you have. And I think to your point, there are more providers out there offering these sort of services because there's also been a, more openness within right. the, the, the population, right? And I think some of these newer, younger um, minds are a lot more adaptable than some of the the you know previous generations of you know to new experiences and new ways of thinking. Yeah, um, and that's I, good. I, yeah, it, it is good. And I think that's one of the things I've seen that you know in my work with people is it's the fear that holds us back. I mean, Mm -hmm. and fear again comes in many, many different forms. Um, it's, you know, anxiety, judgment, self-righteousness, um, uh, sadness, depression, you know, all of those things really keep us separated and apart and they really hold us back. And it's when we're able to come from a place where we can lead from love that we're able to actually heal. And like I said, connect with, you know, ourselves and connect with one another. And that, I mean, if I would have heard myself, uh, you know, my 15, 14 year old, year old self say that back in Oklahoma, I'd be like, what the heck is she talking about? It sounds so woo woo. Um, but you know, it's true. And I've seen so many lives, uh, transform from shifting kind of the way that we operate.
0: This is great. Well, Shirley, thank you so much for being on on Cage Day. If someone wanted to learn more about what you're working on at Recovery Consultants, where's the best place to find you?
1: They can find us on uh, www.recovery-consultants.com. The uh, website has great information and videos just on the services that we provide. There's an intake questionnaire form and ways to get in touch with us there.
0: Great. Well, we've been speaking with Shirley Wantland. She is the co-founder and principal at Recovery Consultants. We've been talking about the solutions that they have been offering and directing people to, to help them with mental health and addiction challenges, and some of the ground that she and her colleagues are breaking in the area of using psychedelics in this process. And so... Very, very exciting stuff in the near future for Shirley and the Recovery Consultants team. And thank you so much for being on Uncaged today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Cheers.